So it was Mark and Dirk in the second day. From the throw and he just sprinted up the pitch and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a long day. They smelled a the rat with me. They knew I wasn't going to be great going back that way. And they were right. The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. John Duggan, good morning to you. Jar, Owen and Kenny, how's it going? Yeah, great. Uh, Honeysuckle performed Rachel Blackmore performed really I mean obviously um, the horse is, is great but she presented the horse at the right time and it was it was textbook and it was uh, typical so you know you, you know she knows what she's doing to the point where it's like this is amazing to watch well there's no talk of glass ceilings I never even entered my mind to be honest lads and you're right because the horse was wide and then she brought it inside, which is a little bit of a risky thing to do with horses in front of you. And then she just waited for the gap. And when she got the gap, she took it. And she had every confidence that the horse would produce for her around the bend. And then that turn of foot was unleashed. And then she just stormed up the hill. I was so impressed by the way she stormed up the hill, Honeysuckle. I thought it was a much stronger race, guys, than last year. And Rachel rode with supreme confidence. It's just fantastic for her to have her family there, to have a deafening roar it, like that that is a cliche but it really was a, a crackling sound when honeysuckle powered up that hill and a lot of pent-up uh, feelings from two years i think unleashed uh, in the in the ring yesterday at cheltenham and uh, she got a great reception and it was clearly the story of the day well done henry de bramhead as well i was here 14 years ago when he did a favorite for the champion hurdle size in europe who uh pulled up with a back problem so you have the bad days but there's been a, a few great days now for Honeysuckle 15 of them to be precise because she's never been beaten uh, Brilliant lines from Barry Glendening in the back of the Guardian this morning Braying drunks a tidal wave of tweed and mustard corduroy Ray Parler sculling pints in the Guinness Village at 10.30am slowly but surely nature is healing <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind uh, being down there now today and uh, seeing where it would lead. But unfortunately, uh, these, this is the opportunity cost when you're working. You've got the privilege to be able to see the races. You have to just uh, have the opportunity cost of not being able to hang out with Ray Parler. Is, is but it, he's a gooner, so it's probably a good thing. I was going to say, is, is it okay to be jealous of Ray Parler and Alan Brazil on weeks like this? Um, <laughs> not sure. It's always, it's always good to have a little bit of the green-eyed monster when people are sort of swigging pints. But I'll do my fair share when I come home. Uh, I, Rachel Blackmore said she was looking forward to it and she enjoyed it that's the type of thing where it's definitely somebody at the, the peak of their power is reaching a, a point where you're actually able to lean into the occasion and not be over overawed by the fact that this is going to be you know one of the most important races as far as punters are concerned really short price loads of money on this horse and uh, you just deliver well, she's always been on Honeysuckle and they've got that great relationship. And I suppose when you put in the effort, when Rachel's putting this very, very hard work in, when you put the effort in at the yard and last year there was a lot of heat on obviously as well. Maybe last year did help with no crowds and that Honeysuckle was able to win the champion hurdle. And a lot of this is about repetition, Chair. And if Rachel Blackmore has won the Grand National, that would just give her a tremendous amount of confidence going into this season. And she's definitely there among the top riders in the weigh room now, unquestionably. And she's an asset. Uh, for any racehorse uh, the rest of the day uh, England are ahead of Ireland England almost won as many races yesterday as they've done for the whole of last year what what happened rule to our pride Britannia, and hubris Britannia rule the world nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, so, so it'll be I'd say a bit of a false dawn I think Constitution Hill was expected to do well and he did brilliantly 22 length win it was pretty breathtaking stuff to be honest and he could actually go to Punchestown now 
that Edward Stone in the Arkle Chase once again was a favourite. Uh, Marie's Rock was a bit of a surprise winner of the Maris Hurdle for Nicky Henderson and then it was a Scottish winner Cara Crambler in the uh, Handicap Chase but like I'm looking at today like we'll win the bumper we'll probably win the cross country Sir Garhard and Journey With Me are in the top two for the opening race the Batty Mornoff's Hurdle and then if Shishkin doesn't win it'll be an Irish winner so I think there'll still be more Irish winners than English winners but it's it's not a bad thing that there are British winners this is on ITV this is on terrestrial TV uh, there's 12 times the population size we, we want racing to be in the in the back pages and the front pages like it is today and we don't want uh, people to lose interest in it either just because the country just says you know what we're not really into this anymore we don't want to get racing to turn into gaelic games where it's just limited to ireland uh, uh, apparently barry glenn just walked past you there you can give him a shout out if you want uh come here how did you get on more importantly than all of the actual events on the track how did you get on my tips were a washout uh, I had two second places, John Vaughan at Queensbrook, Queensbrook and Arrow second. So I had two second places and nothing else. So it was a, it was a, a duck, as it were, in cricket terms, lads. Uh, so I'll have to just go again today. And I apologise to people on Twitter and everything. And I didn't get actually any abuse, which is interesting. Unusual. Uh, so, peop- uh, yep. so people, yeah, so people are, 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 are feeling sympathetic. And maybe that's the track record of all the previous years. So we'll go again today. We do remember the year that Willie Mullins had no winner for the first two days and still ended up champion trainer, right? Mm. Yeah, well, last year uh, I, I was behind and I had the last two winners. So uh, it is a very much a four-day thing. But even like personally, I was up. So it can be swings and roundabouts. I backed four horses in one race yesterday. And the one I tipped was ninth. And the other three were first, third and fourth. That's just Cheltenham. It was just a weird day. Oh, hold on a minute. So there's a... Any horse in the race? Five? You're back five? Uh, there was tw- okay. 24. Oh, hold on. I've, I've been... I've been following the, the John Duggan stencil <laughs> and golf and racing pretty much at every event for the last oh, three months. Dear. And you're telling me that you made profit yesterday and I lost all my money. Well, when I can't, uh, for Cheltenham Festival, when you have thousands and thousands of casual punters uh, listen to what I'm saying, I can't be given the complicated aspects of a virtual insanity style four runners in one race. It would just t- turn people off. It would be too complicated. And the horse I really, really fancied was nice. Right. Just yeah, but like I suppose there is a difference between tipping and punting. Uh, to a there's an, there's an internal, difference. there's an inner circle, and you're not in it. She is. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Not. I thought we were friends, Don. Oh, uh, well, it's it's funny because the only the only the only, ca- the only camera I can see right now is Owen, and Owen is looking right at me. And I said I thought we were friends. And Ryan Bram is all forgotten about, and Luke List is forgotten. Yeah, about. yeah. No, sorry. We established very early on. None of us are friends with Owen. We will all be thrown under the bus first when the new revolution comes, and Owen is the uh, the dictator in chief. There's, there's obviously still a bitterness in 2019 here, you know. Definitely. Carrie and Dubs. Uh, Barry, uh, Barry Glenn was literally looking over your shoulder perhaps even when I was reading that out oh there he is again he's, he's okay. hanging around uh, right give us your tips for today <laughs> right okay uh, what are we going with right uh, this is an each way day folks uh, my nap of the day is Elixir de Nuts in the 450 this is the grand annual two mile chase at 16 to 1 I was listening to uh, I was listening sorry to interrupt I was listening to Pony or Phony on uh, the Ray Foley show as delivered by the late great JP Gilburn who obviously is not late but um uh, and I, I thought that many of the double entendres he was uh, using were actually completely made up. And now you've just tipped Elixir to nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, I think we're all getting giddy and that's a good thing. Uh, maybe I'll actually we'll get down to the Guinness Centre after all that. Um, so Elixir to nuts. Yeah. Uh, this horse won well at Kempton last time in a small field, but he, he jumps well. 
He won a grade one novice hurdle, the Tallworth hurdle at Sandown a few years ago. He's won over the course and distance. He's got 10 stone 13 on his back. They were thinking about putting him in a, in a better race, possibly even the champion chase. And I think Elixir de Nuts with John Joe Neal Jr. on board for Colin Tizard has a good chance of making the frame. A lot of bookies playing six or seven places in this race. So Elixir de Nuts is my nap of the day. Each way is 16 to one. A good jumper in that grand annual chase. Um, I'm going to go for an each way bet to nothing with Shaq and Persois in the champion chase. He's about six to one, seven to one in places. Um, I think he's going to finish in the first three. And if he does, you get your money back, maybe possibly with a small profit. Like he's never delivered away from home, but there's excuses that he was not, I don't think, right at Sandown earlier in the season. In this race last year, I don't think they made enough use of him. Uh, it was a bit of a sprint and they didn't really use his cruising speed and his jumping. And he was third. At home, he's been fantastic. He's been sensational at home at Leperstown and Punchstown over the last few years. I'm going to give him another chance. There might be the case that the hill is just not suited to him and he just doesn't like getting on the plane or on the boat. But I think Shaq and Persuade at that price, because there is a feeling in my mind that Shishkin and Anergaman, who had that race at Ascot the last day, maybe it might have left a mark. And Shaq and Persuade is a fresher horse this year at a 6-1 to one each way. I think he's an each way. That's another thing in the champion chase. Okay. I'm going to go with Journey with me in the first Rachel Blackmore, Henry de Bromhead won this with the same uh, ownership, Brian Atchison, Rob Corr with uh, Bob, Bob Ollinger last year. Journey with me is about six to one shot. Uh, what a point. Uh, I backed him at Leprechaun at Christmas and he was very good staying on, beat Manella Crooner and Phil Crush. And I think Journey with me is a tough animal. Sir Gerhard obviously is the one they all have to beat, but I think Journey with me is a decent alternative. Brave man's game, there's this feeling out there that he won't uh, appreciate the hill and he'll get beaten by a stayer or a tougher horse in the uh, three-mile novice chase at, at 10 past two. But I like Brave man's game. I think he's really improved. I think he's got a lot of class. Won at Kempton very well. Is a brilliant jumper. You've got to jump around Cheltenham. Like, Cabodano has made mistakes. Um, I, I can't really have him. Uh, Ahoy Senior is a galloper, but is he good enough? Like, he sometimes can be a bit sketchy at his fences. I like Brave Man's game in that race to win. Um, if he doesn't win, we'll know obviously that the course doesn't suit. Then a couple of other each ways. In the 250, this is the Carl Cup. The boss's Oscar is about 28 to 1, 33 to 1, 40 to 1, with uh, Rob James riding for Gordon Elliott, taking seven pounds off the top weight. This horse has been running over fences, uh, but he was actually second over hurdles in the three mile hurdle here last year when he was favourite. Now he's about 28, 33, 40 to 1. If he has any of his old ability over hurdles, he could be a good each-way play for six or seven places. And this is not related to my character at all, but Shady Operator in the cross-country chase is about a 10-to-1 shot. End of Bulger is the king of the banks. He's a brilliant trainer of these types of horses. And look, Tiger Roll, the rain is going to come here today. That might not suit Tiger Roll as he bids for a swan song to win this race for a fourth time. So Shady Operator each-way at 10-to-1. And all of these uh, tips, if, you, if you're missing them as I read them out, are on otvsports.com right now as well. All right, John, enjoy the day. Thanks very much for that. Uh, all right, lads, take care. You can read, as he said, on otvsports.com. We'll tweet them out as well. That is John's card, and he's got um, amounts beside each of those as well for his charity bet, but thanks to Betway. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 